Welcome to another edition of the Green Gauge Fantasy Spot. As always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the beige. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Spot. AJ, my brother, how are you doing? Good. I'm good. Um, didn't see any action last weekend, but had a <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you about that shortly. It was a it was a three and three weekend. Um, but yeah, I'll get into that. How are things on your end? Um, well, things are not too bad. Um, fantasy wise, I had, I think I had the most mixed bag week so far of the entire <laughs> fantasy season. Most weeks I go four and one, but right. this week I went three and two. And yeah, we'll definitely get into that in a second. Now, as always, we like to start. When, with recapping what happened in our show league for the past week. So my beige bombers, we were victorious yet again. We went up against the Denver Ravens Revenge and the beige bombers came out victorious 154.5 to 94. Then Alberta Tyrant, they lost Again, to Kawhi Not, they went down 123.5 points to 116. Ad Hawkinson, they had a great week this week. 158 points. The London Learners, well, things really didn't go well for them. They had yeah, the lowest... They learned a lesson, though. Yeah, that is I true. <laughs> They had the lowest score of the week, 69 points. The Long Bay Bayonets, they had the highest score this week, 185.5. Downing Team Burks, 98.5. And Eckler and Koch, they took down Team Club Shea Shea, 138 to 127. So now, where does that leave us in the standings? The Beige Bombers, we have the best record in the league. We are 7-2, and two, followed by the Long Bay Bayonets and Kawhi Not, both at 5-4. and four. And then Team Burks, 3-6, and six, and Alberta Tyrant, 2-7. and seven. Over on the western side, the Denver Ravens Revenge, the Ad Hawkinson Team Club, Shea Shea, and London Learners, they are all tied at 5-4. and four. The Western Division is where the action is at, apparently. Eckler and Koch, they are at three and six. So, AJ, you know, we like to start then looking at our fantasy heroes for the past week and our fantasy goats. Now, we like to start with the good and then we get to the bad. So, AJ, I give you first crack at the heroes. Who were your heroes for this week? First of all, you know what I just realized? That um, you and I are actually, we and I actually have the two longest winning streaks in the league. Um, you're on a four game, a four game run and I'm on three. Helps me though, because I need, I'm trying to get back into this, <laughs> into this playoff run. I mean, you, you, you're leading your division, but um, yeah, I'm trying to get back in. So anyway, um, so you say we started with a good, so I will have to start with, and because I actually have this guy in another league as well, with James Conner. And I know most people would have probably benched him because 
Um, Chase Edmonds is number one in this team, but there's another league where I, I, the league that I've basically given up in, I have both of them. <laughs> I have obviously all two both. And mm-hmm. they were both in my starting lineup. Um, so Chase Edmonds going down actually didn't hamper me, didn't stop me from winning this week. Um, so yeah, it, and, and it was, James Conner just had one of those weeks. And, and you know what, I'll, I'll talk more about him later, but I think he had the biggest, most surprising week of everyone else. And obviously it had a lot to do with Chase Edmonds going down early in the game, but Conor just had an absolute week and, and right now he is trending upwards. Yeah, um, I, I, like, like I said, we'll get into that a bit more later. Words, uh, what afterwards? <laughs> <We'll get> to, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go through his stats and so on because I want to talk about him a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, next, also had Nick Chubb, though. Nick Chubb had another very good week. Um, I think this may have been his best yet in fantasy for the season, but definitely in our league, it was mm-hmm. um, 14 rushes, 137 yards and carry um brought in all two of his targets for another 26 yards oh and and two touchdowns on the ground 34 points that was by far his best um game of the season um in our league not sure about for start for standard scoring but i'm, I'm guessing because i don't think he's had a two touchdown game for the season as yet no he hasn't oh um his very first game i'm sorry his very first game but other than that it's been quiet so this was a very big week for him. And then lastly, but not least, Matt Ryan. Hmm. So I, I need to give you a story. You remember when, <laughs> you remember I mentioned in our chat that I wanted that if I had to lose, because we were playing each other in this league, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, squaring off in this league. And I said, if I had to lose to you, and it seemed like I was going to, I want to lose by a certain number of points. The reason I said so is because that was, that point, Points that the, the point differential that I mentioned was the difference between what Trevor Lawrence gave me and what Matt Ryan, who I picked up off the waiver wire, would have given me. I picked up no one of my starting. This is the two QB league people. One of my starting quarterbacks was on a bye week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is my third option on the bench. I wasn't I wasn't too convinced with Trevor Lawrence, so I picked up Matt Ryan. I, I, um, yeah, he was on the waiver, so I had to wait a couple of days. He cleared, had him in my team. I'm like, all right, cool. Start Matt Ryan. He's a more experienced campaigner here. And, and they, even though they're both going up against tough defenses, Matt Ryan is, I think I talked myself out of it because Matt Ryan just always usually lays an egg against the Saints. And I'm like, you know what? I, I just can't trust it. He hasn't been good this season. And the Saints is always a tough matchup for him. Matt Ryan had about, was it 64 and a half or 65 points or something like that? Yeah, some big ridiculous number. I didn't check it in, in our, in the shows league, in um, the Fantasy Sport League, the uh, Green Bay League. So um, what I did, I, it was in another league, but I, I could not believe it. I mean, it wouldn't have made a difference at the end of the day. Had, had I plugged him into my team, I would have still lost to you. But at least I would have had more points, but there's nothing I could do about that. It was just... It was just kind of heartbreaking. It was just kind of, you know, when you, when you make these kinds of decisions. <laughs> I, I literally dropped the guy. And, and this is like an hour before, hour before that game kicked off. Mm-hmm. And I ended up plugging in Trevor Lawrence. I was like, no, nah, I, 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 can't, I can't do it to myself to trust my friend. Not, not enough. 
Understood. Lo and behold. Well, I mean, if I was in your position, I would have done the same too. But of course, I am the guy who doesn't like to pick players from other teams in my division. So I most likely would not have been in that position. But yeah, it, it definitely would have been painful to see Matt Rank. I just checked it. He would have scored 65 and a half points in our lead. So um, some other goats. No, sorry. I mean, we're not the goats. Yeah, some other heroes. Justin Herbert. On your team, I'm surprised you didn't mention your guy. 73 and a half points. Expected to me. Expected. Yeah, but at the same time, 73 and a half points. I was leaving, I was leaving that for you. I was leaving, okay. that, that one was obvious, so I was leaving it for you. Okay, no problem, sir. <laughs> 73 and a half points is a hell of a lot of points. And that would more than likely cause you to win your league or win your matchup that particular week. Then you also had Jonathan Taylor, who was pretty much unstoppable against the Jets. 38 points. Um, so, yeah, we did mention Matt Ryan, 65 and a half. And then Lamar Jackson, 67 and a half points. There wasn't a whole lot of um, big scoring, like out of the way scoring done by wide receivers this week. Um, Cooper Cup, 20 and a half points. Robert Woods, 17 points. Um Travis Kelsey, 17 and a half points, but you know, a lot of that came late because the Chiefs offense really didn't look very good. And more on that in a second. And Cordell Patterson, Patterson, 23 points. So there wasn't uh, a Keen, whole... I, I, to to, to, right, to be fair, no, sorry. I just need to mention this before you move on because Keenan Allen actually had a very big week. I didn't even um, realize that he didn't get into the end zone, but he had 12 receptions of 13 targets in the game. Now, this is what we usually expect from Keenan Allen. It hasn't been that level of consistency this season, but obviously that's the most receptions he's had in the game all season. He had a, uh, 104 yards in total. Without getting into the end zone, he provided, provided 25 points in this in our league. Of course. And, of well, it would be remiss of me not to mention the punter that scored more points than a lot of running backs. And we're receivers. That's Matt Pollardy from mm -hmm. the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins yeah. 24 points. 24 points from a punter. That is incredible. Unfortunately for Team Club Sheshe, well, that didn't <laughs> propel him to victory. Um, but 24 points. That Just is <laughs> yeah, that is impressive. So, AJ, after we've given out the flowers for the heroes, who gets GOAT status for you this week? Um, and, and this is partly too because I played him in another league, picked him over Donnell Mooney, and that's something I... You know, actually, no, I can mention it now. I can mention it now. Yeah, so there's another league, and, and this, this one kind of burns me a bit more. This is a standard scoring league. I would have won... Had I not made this change, because I had Donald Mooney in my lineup, had him in the lineup last week, decided to not just take him out of my lineup, but drop him from my team completely. Mercy. Yeah, and put in Cortland Sutton. No, I know it was always a risk putting Cortland Sutton in against the Cowboys, but I figured if anyone was going to have a big game from um, the Broncos receiving core, it would be him. Mm -hmm. Right, and I was not expecting much from Chicago at all. So I just and and Mooney hadn't been providing consistent numbers, so I let him go. 
So all of those points that he scored went to waste on the waiver wire. And had I kept him as a fixture in my team, I actually would have won a matchup that I lost by about 10 points. He provided about, uh, I, I don't have the number in front of me, it was somewhere in the 20s in, in a standard scoring league. Obviously because he had two touchdowns, one of them rushing, um, mm-hmm. one of them receiving. He, he went off against the Steelers on Monday night and I, I was put off. Because I had Cortland Sutton. So Cortland Sutton uh, gave me like three points. I, and I don't even want to look back and see what his numbers look like. It was extremely disappointing. Uh, I, I know Cowboys tough matchup, but, oh, geez. In a game where the Denver offense put up 30 points. <laughs> that was really annoying. Um, next up was, was Zeke. And look, if I had Zeke in any single league this year, we're talking about the same game now. If I had Zeke in any single league, I, I, would be, I would be pissed. Because you never know what to expect. One week, it is some kind of hero status for Zeke where you're like, yes, no, this is why I drafted him. This is what you expect. And then stuff like this happens. Where I just had it in front of me. I don't know if you can see it, but um, there we go. 13 and a half points. 51 yards. 51 yards, 51 yards of 10 rushes. I mean, to be fair, that's 5.1, uh, um, 5.1 yards per carry, but still. And then he had another three, um, three catches from, brought in all three of the targets. Another 25 yards, but in the grand scheme of things, couldn't get into the end zone. Provided absolutely no sort of, and, and it could be due to the, the way the game was going. I didn't watch the entire game. It could be due to the way the game was going that he was not involved in the offense. But who really expected the Cowboys to be in that position? It is true. So I have to give Zeke good status for this week with 13 and a half points. Terribly disappointing. In, in our league, it was his third worst performance of the season. All right. So... A lot of the time when we give people goat status, it is because of not just the projections, but just the expectations that this particular player brings with them. Mm-hmm. And then they fail to measure up. So I'm going to go kind of rapid fire on some of these names. Daryl Henderson Jr., 55 yards, nine and a half points. His inability to get going probably helped contribute to the fact that the... Um, the Rams lost that game to the Titans. Tyreek Hill, seven and a half points. More on that to come. Mark Andrews, nine points, five receptions on four, for 44 yards in a game that went to overtime. Then we have Juice Landry, Jarvis Landry, three, three receptions, 11 yards, four points. Jono Smith, one reception, four yards, one point. Marvin Jones Jr., who's supposed to be the, the number one wide receiver for Jacksonville, three receptions, 21 yards, five points. But he was on the bench. So at least that didn't hurt, you know, too much. Mm-hmm. But Jamar Chase, it... Point five points, six receptions, 49 yards. Khalil Herbert, well, 
No, he was a victim of circumstance because just before the game, we heard that David Montgomery was mm-hmm. being reactivated. Mm-hmm. Still, one point. <laughs> one point is inexcusable. Continuing on, C.D. Lamb, two receptions, 23 yards, four points. McNichols, who was supposed to be the new start, well, he was supposed to be the new starting running back for the Tennessee Titans. And then they sent Adrian Peterson, and Adrian Peterson leapfrogged him in the um, pecking order. 24 yards, six and a half points. And I mean, we could go on and on. And of course, there is a name that I must always pull up when we're talking about the goats. And that is one Mr. Mike Williams of the Chargers. <laughs> Two receptions, 58 yards, seven and a half points. And it's not that I'm here to pick on Mike Williams. I'm just letting you know what happens with Mike Williams because he's still sitting on one of my teams. Nobody will trade me for him. So for all of you who have Mike Williams out there, I apologize. All right. So that is our ghosts and our heroes for this week. AJ, I'm going to turn it over to you now for this week's injury report. All right, so this week, it seems like we'll have another lengthy list. <laughs> um, some of these players will very um, likely impact your fantasy team. Some of them, maybe not so much. Um, so we start with one that maybe not so much, Sam Donald. <laughs> eh? If you still have been playing Sam Donald at this point in time in the season, your team is in a very dire situation, and you should probably be thinking about next year. Um, Sam Donald is, uh, will be out for... Um, several weeks, he's fractured his scapula. Um, another quarterback that's going to be out is Tua. He's been dealing with a, a finger injury for a couple of weeks, or at least um, so a couple of weeks this season so far. He's expected to miss more time. Uh, well, he might be a game-time decision, rather. Um, so that is is kind of 50-50. If you can, I mean, pick up Jacoby as his handcuff, if he still is, in fact, available. Or since I mean, since Tua has been missing games, I would bet that. Jacoby has been picked up by someone in the league. So, again, Tua is not a quarterback that you should have been starting up, up until this point in the season. Uh, Latavius Murray, he missed last week, and I remember this specifically because I forgot to take him out, out of one of my teams. Um, he didn't practice during the week with his ankle injury, so it, it, uh, he still is carrying a, a doubtful designation in the fantasy app. James Robinson also missed last week with a heel injury, but it is... Um, things are looking up for him. He could be upgraded and should play this weekend. Uh, Nick Chubb, somebody else from the running back committee, tested positive for COVID. So that you know what that means. Uh, unless he has a two back-to-back test, and I don't think there's enough time for that. It, he's likely to miss out this week. No, there, um, is, there is an opportunity that he could if, make if, it. If he, if, he could, if he does have the two positive back-to-back tests, yeah. But two negative back-to-back Negative, back sorry, tests. sorry. Negative, negative. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, negative. two positive yeah. back-to-back tests, then he's definitely and, and you're on your own, yeah. <laughs> if he has the two negative tests, sorry. Um, Chris Carson is finally back. He was on the, back on the practice field on Wednesday, took some reps, and um, so just keep your eye on him. Um, 
Seattle's team, if it's, especially if they do have Russell Wilson back, it could be a boost to Chris Carson um, if he is back as well. But the temper expectations, because he could also be on a snap count, you know how Chris Carson has been with injuries recently. They're mm-hmm. not going to rush him, especially when there are running backs, other running backs um, in that depth chart. Um, David Montgomery, as, as Ken mentioned in the last segment, he was activated for the game uh, against the Steelers. So he could most likely be available again for the next game. Um, <laughs> Tevin Coleman. Well, there's a name you don't see every week. I mean, again, not someone that should impact your team, but definitely if, if you did have him for some reason um, in any of your teams, you know, if you're in a deeper league and you probably had one of the Jets running backs, he has been dealing with a hamstring injury, but he's expected to play in week 10, as is Corey Davis. Corey Davis is another guy who I completely forgot to take out of my team. It, very last minute, yeah. Um, he's been dealing with a hip injury. He was out last week, but expected to be back. Um, Nuke, DeAndre Hopkins. He, is, he will be day-to-day dealing with a hamstring injury. Obviously, we know that he missed um, the last week nine's win over the... 49ers. So just keep your eye on him. Obviously, this is someone that you know, as long as he's clear to play, you need him in your lineup. Uh, Zach Wilson's status is unknown for week 10. Um, and the situation with Mike White, I think, at this point is still unclear. Mm-hmm. Look, honestly, you, neither of these guys should be starting. If you... if, if, if <laughs> I mean, if, if one... If Mike White is charged with starting another game... Because Zach Wilson is out, he shouldn't be starting your team. If Zach Wilson is back, he shouldn't be starting in your team. <laughs> but stranger things have happened. Some people at this point in time in the season, injuries and attrition have taken place. So their teams are on the brink of disaster and, and chaos and anarchy. Um, Kyler Murray still may be out as well. And it was Colt McCoy who, who deputized for him last week, right? Yep. I mean, we're talking about Colt McCoy here, but... Um, with the offensive weapons that should be back, it, picking up Cole McCoy as a as a handcuff for Kyler. If you really really need a, a quarterback, especially in the two quarterback league, it may not be the worst option. Um, I can't remember who Arizona play in Week Ten. You know who it is? I'll I'll get that for you. They play the Seahawks. You can play Cole McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> Play Colt McCoy. Um, also, Chase Edmonds, we mentioned that he went down last week, and you know what? <laughs> this this, this kind of works perfectly into um, and another part of the segment I have to say, but Chase Edmonds is expected to be out. He had an ankle sprain. He'll miss a few weeks well. So if you have, if you were able to, I, I don't know where he'd be available right now, but everybody's going to be scampering for James Conner, but if you can't pick up James Conner, again, I'm going to get back in. I'm not get back, but get into that um, a bit later. And then, of course, we also have Trevor Lawrence, who has a high ankle sprain. He was limited in practice. Um, you can just look out there to see what happens. Again, Trevor Lawrence is a streaming option. If you need someone to fill in for a bye week, Trevor Lawrence should not be starting. And it would be remiss of me not to mention Donnell Mooney. He's, he also seems to be carrying an injury designation this week. Um... Again, like I said earlier, like Mooney is not someone that even I trusted week in and week out. Week out. Um, 
so his his designation right now is 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 a run injury, but it, it seems that he may still be um, ready to go. Um, he had he had the injury going into the Steelers game, but was still able to play and had his best game of the season. So um, you can keep an eye on him. You don't expect that level of production every single week, but he's a good option to have uh, again as a streamer. So um, yeah, I think that would probably wrap up the more important um, of the offensive injuries, at least for week 10. Of course. Now, before we get to the starting set, you know, we'd like to let you know who is going to be on a bye. Um, so the Bears are on a bye. The Bengals are also on a bye. The Texans and the Giants, they're all on bye weeks this week. Now, AJ, you did mention Mike White just now and how maybe he should not be starting. So, funny story. And, you know, I said I went three and two this week. Mm-hmm. In one of the leagues that I lost this week, it was because Mike White got hurt in that game against Tennessee. I needed it. Yeah, I needed a quarterback. And mm-hmm. I took a flyer on Mike White based on what he did in the week prior. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this, you know, hopefully the rest of my team will be good enough that I can mm-hmm. compensate for any kind of down performances, you know, give me like 25, 30 points. Maybe mm-hmm. it might work out that way. And then Mike White got hurt basically on the second series of the game or third series. And he ended the game with 14 and a half points. So if Mike White had not gotten hurt, chances are I would have mm-hmm. won that. I would have won that league. That matchup this week because I lost that by 13 points. If I started, you lost it by 13. I lost it by 13. If I started any other quarterback, any other quarterback, I would have won. But that's how the cookie crumbles. We don't assign goat status to somebody because of injury. I was just unlucky this week. So, AJ, now we're looking at the start and the sit. Now, you made mention of Darnell Mooney as a potential start. Now, I had said this last week, and I maintained it again this week, that you set all Bears wide receivers except maybe Darnell Mooney. Now, someone that actually looked pretty good in this game um, who seemed to have passed through a Lazarus pit was Jimmy Graham. He actually looked pretty decent in this, this Monday night game. So... Maybe he is somebody that you could think of in terms of starting. Now, before I go any further, I'll give you an opportunity to jump back in here with your starts for this week. Yeah, so I, I was waiting to get to this part because the number one name on my start list this week is James Conner. Now, I know, and, and you even mentioned in the Green Beach episode that we did that he's, he's, he's essentially supposed to be the backup to Chase Edmonds, right? But here's the thing. James Conner at this point is a definite start. Um, in week nine, it was 21 carries, 96 yards, brought in all five of his targets for 70, um, 77 yards more. So when he did the math, he said it was like 173, 173 total scrimmage yards. And, and, and obviously this was impacted. Um, his workload was increased. And it, it did, the impact was because of the fact that Chase Edmonds went down early, right? Mm-hmm. But, but... I don't know if everyone realizes this, but James Conner is leading the league in touchdowns. Yep, he is their goal back for sure. Cor- correct. 
And he has six, he has 13 in total, 10 rushing, three receiving. And he has six of those 17, of those 13, sorry, in the last three games. The man has been absolute fine. As, as you said, he's, he's their goal line back. He knows, he, he is the man that is getting the work at that position. He's getting into the end zone, not just once, but multiple times in a game in, in, in arguably the most potent offense in the league. And with Chase Edmonds um, set to miss a, a few more weeks, this is a team that's going to get the ball down the field. They're going to be in the red zone a lot. They're going to be in at that one-yard line very frequently. And James Conner has more touchdowns to come. So at this point, you need to be starting James Conner in your team if you have him on, on for the foreseeable future. Yep. Conner is your guy. Um, also, I would say, I know Dalvin Cook hasn't been good recently. He's been very inconsistent, but... He has a very favorable, favorable matchup this week against the Chargers. The Chargers just cannot stop the run. Yep. I'm pretty sure you remember recently I told you that I, in my, in one, in one of my, uh, my other leagues, I had actually dropped Damian Harris for one week because he was not providing anything. But then when he, I realized that we were playing the Chargers, I picked him back up, plugged him in. It was, it was magical. It was magical. <laughs> he didn't let me down. So I feel like as, as, as long as... Minnesota's offense is up to the task and they should be because they're still going to go through Dalvin Cook and this is a favorable matchup. The Chargers can't stop a runny nose right now. So you can plug that, uh, like uh, not just plug, I mean, he should be starting either way, but you can play Dalvin Cook with confidence this week. Of course. So when I went through some of these matches and I looked for some people that we should be considering to start, based on the matchup, I like... Washington football team and their wide receivers going up against the Buccaneers, especially scary Terry McLaurin. Because we know that the Buccaneers back end has been shambolic with injuries. So when we put that all together and we know that Washington, they like to throw the ball. That should give a lot of production for McLaurin. And another name that just came to mind was J.D. McKissick, who is their pass catching back. He should also be getting some decent work this week. He would be a little bit more of a flex play, but McLaurin should be roundable with receiver two with, you know, comfortable points this week. Now, um, Russell Gage, I was not happy to see that he had seven catches for 64 yards and 13 points against my Saints this week. He is somebody, though, that clearly is getting a lot of the attention out of Matt Ryan, especially now that Calvin Ridley seems to be done for the year, or at least for the foreseeable future. Yes, they have a tough matchup against a Patriots defense that is playing extremely well, but I mean, if you need a wide receiver to plug in, you could give Gage a look. Michael Pittman Jr., he has been on an absolute tear over these last few weeks playing and playing very well for Carson Wentz. So he and Wentz and Jonathan Taylor are all definite starts this week going up against the Jaguars. And then finally... Well, I know for some, you would have been looking at George Kittle with a little bit of trepidation because he was out on IR for a few weeks well. But as I made mention of before, Kittle has come back and he is playing as if he was 
playing for the last how many ever weeks, he has shown no rust. So he is somebody that I would definitely be looking to start, especially going up against the Rams. So AJ, before we get out of here, now we move to the sits. Who should be riding the plane this week? Uh, I don't don't know that anyone is still doing this, but definitely DJ Moore. DJ Moore's numbers have taken a significant dip. This week, they're playing the Cardinals. Um, The Carolina offense is just not good. It's not good, especially if Sam is supposed to be out. I, I cannot even at this point recall who number two on the on Carolina's depth chart is. You know what? It could it could really be one of those weeks where the backup comes in and you know has that outstanding game and DJ Moore is the one to benefit. But I myself am not going to take that risk. I have DJ Moore in one of my leagues. Uh, with Sam recently, things have not been looking good, and I am not about to give him the benefit of the doubt once again. Um that was the main name I had on my list so far. I mean, as usual, you know what we say, don't start any Texans. Uh, <laughs> like no one at all. I don't care how, how tempting it is to start Brandon Cooks. It, it, it most likely will not pay. The, wait, but this is their, oh no, sorry. You said this is their bye week. Yes, they're on a bye this Okay, week. okay. Well, I mean, they have bye weeks every week, but this is the, <laughs> one, this is the one week where you really can't start them. Um, so yeah, I guess that was my go-to. So you could go ahead. Okay, so I just have one correction to make. I just said that the Falcons were playing against the Patriots. The Falcons are actually playing against the Cowboys. Oh, so, okay. yeah, you should then feel very comfortable to start Russell Gage because if the Cowboys offense plays like anything this week, then Matt Ryan is going to have to throw the ball to catch up and keep up. And therefore, Gage is a pretty solid play for this week. Now, as I made mention of before, um, any beer not named Darnell Mooney, you will probably be well advised to sit david montgomery um would also be one too but again those are also on buys so you can completely scrap that um now the vikings they're playing against the chargers and the chargers they still do have a very good offense so i would be very cautious in if you were playing um in a league that has a defense that you play the Chargers. But again, I will still not play any Chargers, not name Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and what's the quarterback's name again? AJ, help me, please. Um, Chargers? Yes, Herbert? Justin Herbert. Yes. So I would, if it's not those three, I would be very cautious in playing any of the Chargers. And then the last name I had noted here is Debo Samuel. Now, Debo Samuel has been playing extremely well. He's been getting lots of yardage every week. But the San Francisco 49ers, they are playing against the Rams. And you know, when they're playing against the Rams, he is most likely going to draw their number one cornerback, Jalen Ramsey, in coverage. Which means that, again, Kittle will probably be the beneficiary of the attention going to Debo, but I would probably sit Debo this week, especially knowing that, you know, we continually get dodgy quarterback play coming out of San Francisco. 
I also do have uh, just one sleeper for the, for this week. As because I, I, I left him in my team last week expecting at, like, at least some as a flex, as a flex option. And he didn't necessarily disappoint. And that's actually Devontae Freeman, especially if Latavius Murray is expected to be out again. Devontae Freeman actually has a touchdown in each of his last three games. Um, last one against Minnesota last weekend was a receiving touchdown. Before that, he had two rushing touchdowns. And one again, against the Chargers, he had 11.3 points. This is the standard scoring league. 11.3, um, 12.9 the next week against Cincinnati. Um, we know that Baltimore had their buy-in week eight and came off of the buy-in and had 16.3. So his, his workload, it seems to be increasing, especially with Latavius Murray out. And uh, he may very well be their goal back. Um, but also he's he's just factoring into the offense a lot better than Le'Veon Bell is at this point. And you, you know Baltimore's offense is so sporadic, but it seems as if he has a very good chance every single week to put up some numbers. Like I said, it's flex consideration. Don't He's not a wide receiver, uh, um, a running back one or two, but I, 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 I had high hopes for him last week and he didn't let me down. Of course. And I have high hopes again this week, I should say. Mm-hmm. So that is a great spot for us to land this episode for this week. So we will see you guys next Thursday on the Fantasy Spot. Of course, you can definitely keep up with us on Instagram as we are increasing our posting schedule. We give you nice stats and tidbits. And of course, we help to get you prepared for our episodes every Wednesday and every Thursday. So... For the Green Beach Fantasy Spot, as always, that is AJ. He is the Green. I am Ken. I am the Beige. And we will see you next time.